0: Hey, what's up guys? How you doing? My name is Mel. Welcome to Holmes Law. Today, I want to basically speak upon, you know, a subject that almost every apprentice, you know, that I've had has asked me, you know, how do I get a raise? You know, how do I become, you know, a good mechanic slash journeyman? Or how do I get noticed in the company so that I can get a raise? <laughs> so, what I'm going to tell you is basically what I tell almost well, not every helper, only the helpers that I feel that really want to help and really want to grow, okay? And yeah, so let's start the show, okay? Again, my name is Mel I basically do can do bending videos. Today this is going to be a podcast. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be a podcast. I usually do conduit-bending videos, tutorials. I give classes, you know, all through Discord and on YouTube as well, okay? Today, I'm going to touch upon this subject here that many have hit me with the question, okay? So I'm going to give you some feedback on this, and I'm going to give it to you guys so that you can do with it what you will, okay? So How do you become the top 10%, if not higher, of your company, okay? How do you get a raise, okay, in your company? And, you know, me, I'm from a non-union company, okay, but that's neither here nor nor there, okay? So, basically, union workers don't have to worry about that. I've always been in a non-union sector, okay? I've always went through working, you know, in the companies that were non-union, Okay. And uh sometimes that can be a little tough, you know, trying to get a raise. Usually, you know, what you come in with is what you are going to go out with. Okay, if you ever leave the company. Okay. But I've never had that problem though. You know, I, I can honestly say that I've never had a problem of getting a raise. Whenever I've asked for one, I've always gotten it. Okay. But with that said, you know, um, it's it's really not much like, you know, it's, you know, when you think about it, you know, a couple of dollars, it's really not much compared to what these companies make, you know, and, um, you know, if you're going to get a raise, it's got to be something substantial in order for you to get something substantial and for you to even ask for something substantial, you have to really, you know, you know, the company has to really need you. Okay, and in order for that to happen, you have you you yourself can make that happen. Okay, only you can make that happen. All right, and um, you know, you guys. It's not only working hard. Okay, and being a hard worker. Okay, because that only makes you an installer. Okay, you have to know what you're doing. You have to know your craft. All right, you have to know your trade. Okay, you have to actually know something about what you're doing. Okay, and be needed you know you have to be needed you know you have to climb the ladder okay and how can you do that in a short span of time okay because that's what we all want we all want to make the money now like tomorrow right i mean am i wrong or am i right so firstly what you want to do is when you first get into a company you got to have a good attitude okay you got to have a good attitude. Appearance is everything because we we are like, you know, and um, I hate to say it, but, you know, appearance is everything. All right, guys? Appearance is everything. So you have to appear to be like a professional. If you're just an apprentice, then you have to be eager to learn, you know, and, and just be eager, you know, and want to learn. Mechanics, you know, first of all, we don't want somebody that's green on our side it is what it is you know we want people that can produce We don't want to have to teach somebody because it only makes our job that much longer okay and i'm sorry i'm sorry to offend anybody but i'm just giving you the raw truth okay we don't have time to teach you all right because we need to produce our bosses are on top of us to get the job done okay and we have to get it done by all means okay by any means all right, and that means by having you helper uh, on our side to help us, okay. So basically, what I'm saying is is you need to learn as quick as possible and as much as possible. Okay, it benefits you and it benefits everybody around you. Okay, and if you want to actually get to the point where you're actually making some real money, okay, and you're actually noticed in your company and you're moving up the ladder pretty fast. <clears throat> then these are the things that you want to do okay firstly you know whenever you're given to a lead man a lead mechanic or you're given to a whole crew or whatever the case may be is you, you want to get yourself noticed okay get yourself noticed be eager you know do your job or your task with some enthusiasm okay uh don't be so uh you know I mean, you know, you know, the guy that's always, you know, the slouch, you know, always dragging his feet everywhere. You have to tell him 13 times what to do. Uh, You know, nothing is ever his fault. You know, I mean, you know, you know what I mean. And, you know, you've seen that person around in your job, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. That's number one, you know, be be noticed, get yourself noticed by doing those things. Okay, you don't really have to know anything at first, but you can still be useful. Okay, grab us the material, find out what the materials are, find out their names of the material. I mean, this is if you're really green. Okay, after that, you want to get yourself noticed, you know, from the foreman on, on the job. You know, how do you do that? You get, you get noticed through your mechanic, through your journeyman, through your lead man, you get noticed through him because after a while, you know, he's not going to want to lose you if you're a really good guy and your name gets noticed. Your name gets, you know, uh, you get heard of, you know, it's like, oh, look, this guy over here, you know, he's a really good worker. You know, he might not know much. He's a good helper though, you know, and that's how you just start moving up the ladder. All right. And then people want to actually teach you more because they, they don't mind, you know, investing their time in you because you actually you want to learn it and, and you're actually picking things up quickly or not. All right. Now, let me go into, you know, down through the list of things that, you know, somebody should know. OK, I mean, the average person is not going to know these things. I I mean, I've been in the field for quite some time and these things that i'm gonna actually you know tell you a lot of the electricians will not know i i guarantee about 75 percent of the electricians in your company cannot answer some of the questions that i'm about to give you guys okay and these are the basic i'm telling you like basic basic things that you should know this is so basic that like a first year maybe even a second year apprentice should know in the union, okay, he would probably know all this stuff, all right, I'm not really sure how that works, but I'm almost positive that by the time they graduate and they become a mechanic, they know this stuff, okay, so what I'm saying is, is if you're in a non-union company, it's going to be very hard for you to learn these things if you don't teach yourself, okay, because nobody's going to teach it to you because most of them don't even know it. So, by you becoming 10% of the top of your company, you'll become that just by learning these things that I'm going to tell you, okay? Therefore, getting that raise that you want and asking for what you really want is going to be so easy, okay? So easy. Number one, okay, learn how to do a box fill calculation, okay, correctly, Number one, okay? Number two, learn how to do a box field calculation with different size wires, okay? Which is even more, you know, uh, uh, important because a box field calculation with the same size wires, you can just look that up, okay? And that's easy. But doing it with different size wires, there's the actual calculation that you have to do to actually figure that out, okay? Raceway field calculation. Okay, with same size wires as well as with different size wires. With the same size wires, there's just a chart. You know, same thing with Boxfield. There's a chart if you have all the same size wires. So that's very easy and very basic. But still, people, electricians still don't know how to figure that out. Okay, I'm telling you, electricians still don't know how to figure that out. There's a chart that actually tells you... How many wires you can put in a conduit, how many wires you can put in a, a, a box if they're all the same size, okay? And they still can't figure that out. Now, how to do a raceway fill with different size wires, now that takes a little calculation. Figure out how to do that, okay? There's plenty of videos showing you how to do that, okay? So those are the two things, Base, a box fill calculation, raceway fill calculation. Now, those are one of the two basic things that you should know, okay, being a, a, an electrician, you should know that, basic, very basic, okay, learn those two things, okay, if you want to start with, uh, with those two things, okay, third, okay, is learn how to do, learn how to size the load, okay, whatever load it is, learn what size wires, okay, how many amps, are pertaining to the wire size that you're using okay now that is not just open and shut just like that so that can be a little tricky all right because it's not set in in stone that 30 amps is a 10 gauge wire okay some might think it is okay but that's not set in stone all right there are other there are other things that you need to actually account for sometimes okay now most of the time yes it will be you know a 10 gauge wire is 30 amps okay but um we'll get to that a little later all right but for the most part you want to know you know wh- how many amps you can get out of whatever wire size you know you're using all right but before we go there all right learn how to do an an ampacity adjustment as well. After you learn the the wire sizes and how many amps, you know, you can get out of each wire size and you're looking at that ampacity chart, you know, learn what the 60-degree column is for, learn what the 75-degree column is for, and learn what the 90-degree column is for. They're all there for a reason, okay? Now, most of the guys that I've asked the question for, they always tell me that you use the value on the 90-degree column. For the impacity, you know, and that breaks my heart because that's just simply not true. Okay, you hardly ever use the 90 degree column and I'll tell you when you do use it. Okay, but it's you hardly ever use that column unless you're doing some type of, you know, temperature correction or ampacity adjustment because you have more than three conductors in a raceway. All right, so with that said. Learn how to do an opacity adjustment and temperature correction calculation. Okay, now these are things that you probably—I mean, if you're if you're listening to this, maybe you do, maybe you don't. You might not know what I'm talking about, but that's exactly what I want to do. I'm bringing it up so that you at least, you know, ask the questions or find the answers, okay, and learn how to do these calculations because these are basic things that electricians should know, okay, don't be an installer, you know, learn how to be an actual electrician, this is a part of your job, you know, this is your job, this is your job, okay, to know how to size the wire for whatever equipment or load you are doing it for, okay. All right. With that said, you know, conduit, learn how to support your raceways, whether it's conduit, whether it's cables, learn how to properly support them. Okay, you know, you'd be surprised. A lot of people don't even know how to properly, you know, space out their supports. You know, and this is something that they do every day, day in and day out, run conduit, you know, all day, every day for years. And they don't still don't know how to support it properly. OK, so that's another thing. Learn how to support your conduit. OK, these are basic things that I'm just telling you. OK, it's not something that's really that hard. All right. Next. After you've learned that, okay, then you can start to get a little bit more, you know, what I would call, you know, uh, I wouldn't say advanced, but I mean, at least after you know those, then you know at least a little bit about, you know, uh, uh, wire size and opacity adjustments and, you know, your box fill, you know, the basic things, a little bit of the basic things. Now you can start going on motors, okay, and what do I mean about motors is because it's important because out in the field. You know, most of the things that you're going to wire that's going to be a little bit, you know, uh, uh, you know, confusing or intimidating for you in the beginning is going to be motors, okay, motors. So, learn how to actually size the wire of a motor, the fuse of the motor, and the disconnect of a motor, okay. And with that said, I'm going to tell you that it's not just looking up you know, whatever amps it says on the nameplate and picking a wire size. It's not that cut and dry. I wish it was, but it's not. Okay, it actually is a little process. Okay, so I'm not going to actually explain it to you here. Okay, I will make videos if I'm, you know, if it's requested enough, I will make a video on that. If you guys want me to do something like that, just throw, throw it out in the comment. Let me know, depending on how many want me to do it. Uh, I'll decide whether I do one on motors or not, okay? Um. I also do, you know, quick little stories on, um. you know, I call it NEC cheat codes. I throw you a little bit of basic codes here and there throughout the week that will help the apprentice. But anyways, let me get back to this. So motors, learn how to size your wire, your fuse, and your disconnect. Okay, those are important things. It's not as cut and dry as it might seem to you, okay? There is a process to it. Find out how to do that. <clears throat> like I said, I'm not going to do it here, but there are so many resources now, it's ridiculous. You know, you you should – there should be no – you know, there's, there should be no reason at all why you do not, you know, find out how to do a motor calculation. You know, you you could – Figure that out quickly. I mean, you might not be able to, you know, learn it as fast, but there are resources out there where you can study it to figure it out, okay? So with that, okay, AC units, that's another equipment that you're going to see on job sites that you're going to have to wire. Learn how to properly wire and fuse an AC unit, okay? These might be a lot of things to you, okay, right now. But these are basic things that, you know, somebody that's been in the field, at least, I'm going to say, somebody that's been in the field at least three to five years should know, if not all of these things, a good bunch of these things that I'm saying, okay? At least three to five, all right? And most of them don't, you know what I'm saying? I would say it's more towards the five-year, you know, uh, uh-uh. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so learn how to properly wire and fuse an AC unit. These are, these are equipments that you're always going to see out in the field. So there's no reason why you shouldn't be asking questions and figuring out how to do these yourself. And honestly speaking, an AC unit is one of the, the easiest things to, uh, you know, figure out the wire size and the fuse size because it's on the actual nameplate. But I'm not going to get into that and confuse you too much. Just figure, you know, you know, pick a resource, find out, look it up. If you want me to do a video on it, just throw it in the comments and I'll, and I'll see if I can get that to you, okay? And with that, I'm going to leave you with that and one other thing that you will be, you know, coming across a lot is figuring out working space, okay, clearance, okay, when you're out there out in the field, most of the time, your your boss is going to be telling you to mount transformers, disconnects, panels, all sorts of things, okay? And with that comes working clearance. You need to know how to properly lay out your electrical rooms or an electrical closet or whatever the case may be. You need to know how to figure out the working space, the clearance that you have. Okay? So, that by learning all of these things, okay? And basically, I'm not telling you to learn all of these things in one shot. If you can Learn just the box field. Start with the box field and the raceway field calculations for different size wires, at least, you know, and then just work your way down to the rest later, you know, but if you can start learning something off of this list that I just gave you, then you're on your way to being one of the top 10 of your company, okay, because I'm telling you, a lot of electricians that are been in 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 this trade for more than five years 80 percent of these electricians do not know this okay number one because they don't want to learn it number two they were never taught it okay and but with that said then you do have also a lot of great electricians out there too but this is about you and if you want to get a raise and you want to get noticed in your company these are the things that you need to do Okay, you need to pick up an electrical code book with a purpose. Even if you just start out with an electrical reference book, a short, small, uglies book, or a DeWalt book, with that alone, that'll help you. Okay, I still carry my DeWalt reference book because it has so much information in there, it's ridiculous. Okay, I can't remember everything, but I, what you do need to know is where to get the information that you need. Okay, that's the most important thing. All right. And I hope this helps the apprentices or junior mechanics or whatever it is. This is for everybody. I hope this helps with that. My name is Mel. Welcome to Holmes Law and I'm out.